everyone, um, thanks for joining us on our first episode and happy Thanksgiving. So today we have our first guest, Connie. So can you just introduce yourself really quick? Hi, my name is Connie. I'm a freshman at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. Currently, I'm looking into majoring in molecular and cellular biology and possibly minoring in computational medicine. And three fun facts about myself. I've traveled to almost all of the national parks on the West Coast. I'm learning to become polylingual and I love music and dance. Hmm. Nice, so how has college been for you so far? Well, it's almost been, I want to say three months now, so definitely a new experience because we've been in high school for four years, generally education for the last 12 years in primary school, and it's definitely really interesting. You meet a lot of new people, a lot of new experiences, especially that the education system is a little bit different. Like The curriculum that you're taught is like so much more broad and in-depth than anything you've covered in school. And plus, um, you meet a lot, as I said, you meet a lot of new people from different backgrounds. So even though I'm from California, there's a lot of people who come from Hawaii, Wisconsin, overseas, uh, international students, and getting to know these people are like, really great. Okay, so um, first I want to touch into applications. So how did you decide on what you wanted to study? So originally, I actually applied to JHU as a BME student, so biomedical engineering. That's actually their like most famous uh, major, I want to say, considering that I think it's ranked number one in the nation, so it's notoriously hard to get in. But I didn't get in. But since I already had a background in science, I did a little bit of science Olympiad, some like research outside of school and high school. So that's why I decided to go along bio because I really have this like interest in life sciences. And then also I'm taking a computing course right now, so it also made me interested in computational medicine. Great. So along the same lines, um, how did you decide which colleges you want to apply? You wanted to apply for. Ooh, tough question. <laughs> so since we're in California, there's a lot of UCs that we can apply to, so like generally a lot of my classmates and myself included, we chose like a few UCs to apply to. So for me, I did like Berkeley, LA, San Diego, and Irvine since they were either relatively close or like really well-known schools. And then I was pretty lucky in my junior summer, my parents took my family and I on like a college tour on the East Coast, so we got to visit a few more schools, so Johns Hopkins, Brown, MIT, so on and so forth. And actually, it was um, that was a pretty important time because I didn't actually know where Johns Hopkins were, was originally. So when I got to see the place for myself, it was like a huge thing because you can see the structure of a school and you get to meet the students and you can kind of judge based on how the students act or how um, like the school is structured and what they tell you about the school, whether you like it or not. So lots uh, college tour, getting to know the schools in general, brochures, and then read it like a lot of online research because. Like, if you want to know what you're going to major out of school, you have to see if the program's fit for you and whether you actually want to commit that much time into it. So there's a, like, um, there's Reddit and Quora, but there's actually an interesting where, thing where research is needed because you realize that not all schools have a major program. Like, I remember Brown, I want to say, they have this general requirement for what you should be doing, but you choose your own route based off that. And then, so generally the four factors I used were location, financial aid, so opportunities such as like research or like extracurriculars and then my general impressions of the school. So location-wise, um, like I liked it if it was like close to a big city so I'd like be able to go out more. And then other things would be like financial aid. 
actually, I want to say Johns Hopkins is very like uh, very friendly on this, and so are the other schools I were, I was looking into applying to. So the UCs for me were pretty nice, and the Cal States, and then I think I mentioned opportunities. For me, like I chose a lot of schools that had like research opportunities. So like MIT is like really well known for that. So is JHU, and general impressions of the school. So like if the students were like very friendly and they like were really excited about something, and I could tell there was something to look for it at that school. So like generally, yeah, those are like the four things. So think about as I said, <laughs> location, financial aid, opportunities, and general impressions are like the four things I say. Yeah, and I've heard from other students that the application process itself can be really intimidating and I've heard from someone that it's almost like having the workload of an extra AP class but <laughs> not spread over the entire year. So did your experience match that? Hmm, I'm not sure because it's a little hard to say whether it was like an additional AP class because it's more like I started working over the summer, so you had a lot of free time during the summer, and if you like didn't procrastinate, then it was much easier to go through. Because since I did ED, so early decision applications, to JHU, um, it, I finished everything around November, I said, um, maybe earlier than November, and submitted around November, because UCs and uh, JHU needed the, those two things in. But it did. it was definitely a lot of work because it was you had to go back and revise your essays, get people to read those essays, and then, like, I I think I went to my counselor for, like, five different times to jump double-check some things. So, definitely, it's a lot of work, but if you pace yourself, then it helps a lot. So, one of the tips I actually had was that um, I saw online that someone made a spreadsheet of, like, all the colleges that they were interested in applying to, all the essay topics, and also like they color-coded whether they had finished the essay topics or whether the essay topics were similar so that you can like kind of copy and paste essays because if you reply to around like I would say like 10 schools you'll have like maybe 20 essays but a lot of them are like very similar so it's helpful to do that for sure and another thing was that um, I think for a lot of people also think it's like very time consuming especially around November or December because they tend to do all their applications around that time and they're stressed out waiting during January. So one of the recommendations I have actually is to finish most of your stuff around October, keep on revising until November, and submit at least one early, um, early action or early decision application so you won't have to stress out for that much longer. Okay, cool. So um, a lot of college counselors and people who are knowledgeable on the subject will say there are some activities that you just shouldn't do because they're not actually helpful. Um, but which activities do you think were actually beneficial? Mm, so it's not going to match up for every person. So as I said, I was like a very sciencey dork back in high school. <laughs> I still am. Um, so it really depends. So again, like I know some people say like maybe like I'm oh, spending that much time in music or art isn't that helpful. And it's actually, now that I look about it, because I, I've gotten to know a lot of people at my school, that's not necessarily true. So the beneficial, like, the th things that make an activity beneficial for getting into college is A, if it's been long term, and B, if you've, like, put in a lot of time and, like, work into expanding it. So I call this, like, I, I say it's, like, academic curiosity, but again, it doesn't have to be academic. So long-term activities would be, like, oh, if you pre performed, not only did you 
perform in an orchestra or work with a group for maybe like four years or more, but you've also like looked outside of that activity and looked to expand it. So for example, I do have a friend who worked in music and he's been performing, he's been playing the violin and piano for quite a number of years, but he actually did look into composition and expanding it and submitting to competitions. And that's hugely different than someone who's been like the typical person who might like have lessons with a teacher and maybe go to some competitions or finish some certificates because it shows that you have an interest in working outside of what is usual for other people. So that's an example of like long-term and expanding your activities. And of course there's a, like a whole bunch of other things that you can do which are like, so you definitely need to show that you're the colleges actually interestingly tell you kind of what they want to look for. They look for like people who maybe are like sociable with people. So you can do that through like volunteer work or like setting up activities where you gather large amounts of people and you can explain why you do it. And if you show the enthusiasm behind it, they really the colleges think this is great for them. So like I don't have a specific activities, but I can like name examples of like what people thought what colleges thought were like pretty interesting. So Let's see, like competing in science fairs outside of school, and then like love of, a love of pets turning into like donating or creating clothes for like animal shelters, and a love of movies turning into performing in school plays, playing a sport, and then mentoring kids with disabilities to play. So those are like a few things I've heard here and there, and to me, I think like those are the things that like catch colleges' attentions rather than like, oh, I did. Um, just saying that I did this for a certain amount of years, but not really being able to explain why they did it for that many years. Alright, so um, you've given a lot of like general advice. I'm just curious, what do you wish you had known personally when you were applying to college? When I was applying to college, oh no. <laughs> so, one of the things is that I do realize that a lot of people tended to stress about like college apps since like freshman year and it's like totally normal because everybody's like oh your GPA has to be the initial thoughts like your GPA has to be perfect and in my junior year I realized that I was kind of like had a choice of bringing down my GPA with like a hard class or like keeping a good GPA despite uh, keeping a good GPA and like taking an easier course load but now uh, I'm glad I took the harder course because as a senior I realized it kind of gave me an advantage over a lot of other people which was that like colleges are interested in seeing that you're pushing yourself. So in our case, it was like our like the highest level math course only had 13 kids in it out of the maybe 200 kids in our grade. So it was very helpful to have that. And let's see. So don't overstress about colleges until you get to senior summer because you won't be able to do anything about writing your applications until then, unless you're besides building on your activities. So focus on your activities. And whatever you think is Stanford for applications doesn't hold per year, so don't be too nervous or don't like over, don't think you're necessarily getting based on like someone else you've talked to before. So you can't say that oh just because of last year I'm following the same schedule I'm doing the same things as other kids in this grade and he or she got into this really good school. You can't always expect that. I think especially for Valencia High School last year. We had this thing where a lot of not a lot, not a lot of kids got into UCLA as previous years, but a lot of people did get into Berkeley and San Diego. So that was like an interesting trend we saw. And definitely for what I've known as a high school senior, oh, um, it's pretty. You have to get to know your teachers pretty well, especially the ones you want to write your essays with. So 
I didn't actually know my English teacher for senior that well at the beginning of the year, clearly because we were new. But like, it's really like you should definitely get around to asking questions and participating in the like conversations that your teacher has, especially if you want them to read your essay and to help you on it, because uh, it's just it de-stresses the process of like applications where everybody else is like, oh no, I have to go to an outside tutor. No, it's totally fine to like find help at school. Very nice. So now I want to transition into um, the switch from high school to college. So just do you have some general tips on that? Yeah, so about transitioning high school to college. So like summer, just relax. Don't stress about what to be doing. Um, register for classes on time because registration is very crazy in, high, in college because in high school it's already been like uh, your counselors already figure out what to be giving you, but in college you have to figure out like what time schedule best fits you if you're like a person who enjoys sleeping in, then obviously don't take early classes, so on and so forth, but be sure that you don't like stress yourself out because the credits that they, tell, that they give you are typically like the number of hours that you're going to spend in the class, and they say multiply those credits by two and that's the number of hours that you're going to be working outside of class just studying for it. So for example, um, I believe my like course schedule this semester was like 16.5 credits, so that means I around spent like 16.5 hours in class, but then had around 33, no, definitely more than, like, let's say, <laughs> let me calculate this. huge things they made a deal of at orientation was that they're like, okay, so let's say you have my schedule, you have 16.5 hours in class, you have 33 hours outside of class studying, and then you have like a bunch of other like hours just to be doing things by yourself, like your extracurriculars, taking care of yourself, staying healthy, so be sure that you're like doing all those things and balancing it, because like first semester is like pretty rough, we don't know like, oh should I be doing this many activities, or should I be like studying more? But generally you figure like you find a group of people who think like-mindedly as yourself and stick with them and it helps a lot in that process. And yeah, use your time wisely. You don't know what kind of you need to figure out how to like stay healthy and like study at the same time, but also enjoy your life. Um, if you need help, go find people to ask. So friends, office hours, TA hours. Don't obsess about grades and then call home often. It's like really easy to like miss family, so it's a good thing to do that. Yeah, so I think you already touched on this quite a bit, but how do the academics compare to high school? So yeah, as I said, it's like definitely really different because first off, you don't have a teacher who's necessarily going to remind you that there's a test the next day or there's a quiz next week or whatnot. And it's a lot of self-studying because the teachers might not necessarily cover everything in class, but they expect you to perhaps use the textbook more often and do practice problems as much as possible because some teachers don't give out like previous year's tests to prepare you. And then there's not always a chance to ask questions if you have like a 200 or 300 person class. So that's why like some people do go into office or TA hours and you have expectations to use resources outside of class. So the textbook, but maybe like you have to look up like a set of notes that aren't well explained in class from like a different university. And there's a lot of 
Um, at the same time, it's really amazing that there's so many different topics that you can, or classes you can take in college. So one of the few, some of the few interesting classes that I've heard of are like an anthropology of food class, which is like you actually learn about like anthropology of food, but also learn like the process of how it came to be and like even cooking bread from what I've heard. And then like animation and anything that you've had a slight interest in, you can definitely take a course in. But as long as it, you have to like balance it at the same time with your major requirements. But in the end, I think a lot of people have time to like chase those like slight interests and figure out if they want to develop a hobby out of it. So yeah, and actually, I'm not sure if this applies to every college, but in high school, you definitely were like, okay, I can expect a test on this day, and like after they finish a unit. And it's similarly similar in college, but it's a little hard to describe. They call those like the major tests to be like midterms. And some people say that it's like midterm week, but sometimes it feels like a midterm semester, like season, where you just have constantly multiple like high um, high difficulty tests thrown at you or essays. So that's why, like again, um, time management is really important in college. Okay, so um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, so in general, for seniors who are interested in applying, now that I think we're already past that, but any future students who are applying to colleges, I really recommend early action or early decision. As I uh, said before, it's because that you get it in early, you have you definitely don't procrastinate as much because the common app and UC applications are like similarly structured in that they like ask you, oh, list these activities that you've done, and you're like, okay, I've already done that. You know how to explain it. But at the same time, by getting it done early, you have a chance of getting like uh, admission back earlier. And it's definitely less stressful because while your other classmates might be stressing for another two months or so, you already know like, where you're going to go and you can relax for like the better half of the second semester of your senior year. And another thing is that I think definitely, again, definitely try to develop on the activities you have because in on the common app application, especially, they have they list ask um, they ask you to list ten activities that you've done at most 10, 10 activities, and they only give you like I want to say like fifty maybe fifty letters to like explain what that activity was, and sure like I might have like a lot of people might have done like multiple instruments or multiple sports, but in the end you only have that much space to explain what you've done over the last four years. So don't feel pressured to do multiple activities, but rather try to develop on your strongest activity, activity so that you can write it in your essays. Because the essays explain yourself the best compared to like a, a list of activities. It's no fun doing that. And get to know your teachers really well, especially the teachers you really like and who possibly have a chance of writing a letter of recommendation for you. Those teachers are the ones who like you possibly enjoy their class the most, or you've done a lot of hard work and they've seen that and they can see your improvement in the class. You have to be, um, they should also know like what type of extracurriculars you've done. Uh, you've done. So again, like you should probably build your uh, activities to the point that they actually have heard about what you've done outside of class without you telling them beforehand. And I think that's about it for me. Okay, so thank you so much, Connie, for agreeing to do this with me, and best of luck in college, the rest of college. Best of luck to you, too. Thank you.